You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. For nearly 100 years, Kodak led the photograph business. It was a success story. George Eastman, he founded the company called the Eastman Kodak Company in 1888. In the world of photography, in the world of videography, this was the top of the line. This was the spitz. This was, you know, you could call it the iPhones of today. The, I mean, Kodak for a hundred years was the place to go uh, for videos, for photography-related matters. They mainly produced film, um, which was part of their demise and part of their failure, ultimately. Um, I'd like to give you the story a little bit of Kodak and what happened. Um, you know, there's a phrase still today used called a Kodak moment. It's a sentimental or charming moment worthy of capturing in a photograph. And we use that term today, although it's becoming more and more obsolete as the Kodak becomes more and more obsolete. Essentially, what Kodak did was they made the use of cameras available for every household. They made cameras that were portable and affordable, not just cameras that were, you know, used by big research labs and companies. That's what Kodak did. They brought the camera to the home of you and I. And just to give you a little bit of a time frame, it was in 1975 when one of the engineers of Kodak, his name was Steve Sasson, he was an engineer working for them at the time, and he invented the digital camera. Now that's great and all, but the executives didn't end up uh, bringing to fruition and, and fully executing that digital component. They wanted to, you know, they sufficed with what they were comfortable what they were comfortable doing. We, we know what ended up happening. It was just over 10 years ago in 2012 when Kodak filed for bankruptcy. The company as a whole failed to look at the needs of the growing technological world. They suffered from myopia or nearsightedness, failing to see beyond the here and the now, focusing on their previous success as opposed to mapping out a plan for future growth and development. Kodak became a company of complacency. According to the strategy story, Kodak's story of failure is a perfect case study when management fails to recognize the change in industry due to its delusion of success. It missed the rise of new digital technologies. It was overconfident, overoptimistic, and didn't make the necessary changes to become a leading force in the digital arena. And that left room for other companies such as Fujifilm, Sony, Canon, you name it. They charged ahead in the industry. Bill Gates once said, fascinating, quote, Success today requires the agility and drive to constantly rethink, reinvigorate, react, and reinvent. What a beautiful quote. We often hear the term complacency, but what does it actually mean? And I saw a simple yet really fundamental understanding in complacency. Complacency, in simple terms, 
is unhealthy satisfaction, where current comfort trumps future progress and growth. An unhealthy dose of satisfaction. The executives at Kodak were riding on a market share close to 80% in the U.S. and 50% globally in their industry at the time. And it affirmed their status as accomplished executives. They had money. They had wealth. That's the same thing. They were success. They were a success. According to Axiom Strategic Consulting, the best method to battle against complacency, which as we saw is unhealthy satisfaction, is to do the exact opposite, is to live with healthy dissatisfaction. The ability to live with healthy dissatisfaction is what we call in Yahados in Yiddishkeit, humility. Humility doesn't mean thinking less of yourself. It means to think of yourself less. Be willing to grow, realize there's more to do, innovate, evolve, become, strive, grow. Of course we need to put on the brakes sometimes. Of course we need to learn how to pause and celebrate the battles along the way. But no matter what, no matter how many shirim we attend, no matter how many mesechtos we finish, no matter how many celebrations we experience, and we should experience them, we realize that these are battles that we won, but the war is not yet over. There's, there's something more to do, and as long as we are alive and breathing, that means there's more to do and accomplish. Enter Yisro. The Torah tells us, Vayishma Yisro Kohen Midyon. Yisro, the priest of Midyon, heard. Heard what? He heard about Hashem and what he did for the Jewish people. He heard a deep calling within to change. He heard that despite his life of idol worship and physicality, there's something more out there. It would have been very easy for Yisro to say, hey, I'm the CEO. I'm the top of the top. I'm a chief executive. I'm a Kohen Midjan. I made it and I'm done. But no, Yisro, despite his title, did not feel entitled. Despite his title, he didn't feel complacent. Rather, he had a healthy dissatisfaction, what we call humility. There must be more to life. There must be more to my life. There must be more to me. And ironically, the very name Yisro, when rearranged, spells the word Yoser, which means more. His very name means more. You see, there's a powerful message here. When we change, when we develop, when we innovate and when we grow, it's not pshat that we are becoming someone or something else. Pshat is that we are becoming more of us. We are becoming more of our actual true selves. The more we do, the more we add on, the more we accomplish, the more we become ourselves. Change is not becoming new, it's becoming more of me. The term nearsightedness, which means you can see clearly up close, but things that are far away are blurry, is called myopia. Isn't that interesting? Myopia, M-Y-opia. You know, it, it's, it's true, it's scientific and it's biological, but perhaps it's also figurative and emotional. You see, people who can only see right in front of them, people who get stuck in the egocentric version of my, of myopia, they become nearsighted. They can only see what's right up 
and close in front of them. They see their titles, they see their accomplishments, their successes, but they fail to see beyond that. Their vision of greatness, their vision of moving forward, their vision of change and growth becomes severely hindered and limited. Let's be like Yisro. Let's humble ourselves to be willing to grow and change and realize that the more we do that, the more we are actually becoming in tune with our true selves and our mission on this world. And let's remember, titles are great, they're wonderful, and they're sometimes even important. But let's not allow our titles to make us feel entitled. Let's not let our past success hamper our ability to see future growth. Let's not stay hindered in a state of spiritual myopia, failing to see beyond what's right in front of my prestige and success. Kodak failed because they suffered from complacency. The true Kodak moment in history was when Yisro was Vaishma Yisro, and he was willing to hear, willing to grow, willing to do more and be more. That is the most picturesque, the most amazing Kodak moment. And we can all create our own Kodak moments in our lives, moments of success, moments of growth. But we need to be humble in order to do that. And we need to live with an attitude, not of, I made it, but one of, I am making it. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in to another episode of the Torah Sparks podcast. If you enjoy this content, please rate, please leave a review. And what can I say? Have a fantastic holy week. Oh, I almost forgot to mention, if you didn't join yet our new Motivate Chat, it's a place we post videos and inspirational meaningful, motivational content, um, definitely reach out to me and I'll be happy to add you. Wishing you an amazing rest of your week.